0: This is an Unknown Packers production brought to you by Black Husky Brewing. Happy New Year's to our listeners and our supporters. From the bottom of our hearts, we thank you so much. We're not here without you. And now that we are approaching our two-year anniversary, which is on Saturday, March 2nd, we wanted to provide a variety of different outlets for our Packers content here at the Unknown Packers podcast. That being said, you can check out articles that myself, Jeremiah, written. And you can find that at theunknownpackers.com. Moving forward, we're also going to be having a variety of different guests on our podcasts. We'll have some lengthy episodes that will go from anywhere from a half an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. And then we'll also have some happy hour episodes, which is this one, which is about 10 minutes. And our whole focus is that we want to enhance the experience of our listeners and our supporters. So we really hope that you enjoy what's to come moving forward for the Unknown Packers podcast. That being said, enjoy the episode and I hope you recognize a little homage that we pay to our sponsors Black Husky Brewing and also the good old times when we used to record and have a lot more free time at the brewery. Enjoy. Go Pack Go. Obviously you're stretched the middle part one, where you talk about tight end and that being a focus. And you had talked about three positional needs in the top three picks uh, going into the 2019 NFL draft. So I'll have you take the podium. I'm
1: curious what you're thinking. Especially now that this, you know, season's over. And so I've seen a lot more uh, draft prognostications coming out and mock drafts and all that fun stuff. But even before that, I think in my mind, in those first three picks, so 12 first round. And then wherever that Saints pick ends up falling, you know, probably somewhere between 28, 29 to 32. And then obviously I think we have the, uh, we have the 45th second round possibly. We've got or three in the more. top 50. Yeah. Top three in the top 50. But so I think in those three picks and I think I was going back and forth, but I think, I still think it's got to be one has to be edge for sure. And I'm, I'm still kind of leaning towards that being the first, our first pick. Uh, I don't, you know, I like Josh Allen, but I don't know he's not going to slide to wherever we are. No, Uh, there's a couple other guys that I think are possible there. Joe Chai, uh, Polite out of Florida, yeah. And then uh, you know that second pick, which would be the bottom of the first round. I could either go, you know, I think there's two spots. There are two options. I like O line. I think you know a tackle, uh, you know a high, a very highly rated guard. I could see there, and then jump into the the top of that second round. And I think that's and so I think these, you know, just to c- clarify, I think that bottom of the first and top of the second, I think I could kind of go back and forth between tight end or O-line in each of those spots, depending on who's available. And I, yeah, if you check out the article I wrote on our uh, theunknownpackers.com, just kind of highlighting guys that more I would see in that bottom of the first round, which was the yep. two guys on Iowa, Noah Fant and TJ Hawkinson and also Albert Okwugabugumunen, whatever his last name is. Out of Missouri, okay. <laughs> and obviously two of those guys haven't declared yet, even yeah. so that's a whole nother throw it up in the air. But I do think you know with like you said earlier the kind of revolving door of tight end free agency that hasn't worked out. Um, you know we let Jared Cook go. We bring in Martellus Bennett that obviously blew up on our face. Jimmy Graham doesn't hasn't worked out. Lance Kendricks you know hasn't been as good as well. He's been a bit pretty average I guess. And then Mercedes Lewis we just haven't used whatsoever. So I think that needs to stop. I think we need to spend a pick. You know, normally I think I would have said, I think compared to last year, you know, a third, fourth, fifth round pick on a tight end. But as I've been like looking into this year's draft class, it does seem very top heavy as far as the talent level. So I think, and and, and those guys at the top are, I think, blue chip type guys. I think those are guys that can come in like an OJ Howard and come in and, and, and contribute right away. Yeah, so I'd say, you know, for sure edge and then kind of between O-line and tight end, depending on who's available. But, yeah, what's, what would you have?
0: I, to- I really loved when we were developing the agenda, I really liked that you had, you had proposed that question. And I thought to myself, well, you had just released your article, Stretch the Middle Part 1. Marquise Hollywood Brown out of Oklahoma, oh, uh, a guy that was actually a, a JUCO transfer to Oklahoma uh, his his Juco team, I think it's uh, something Canyons of the State, or it's a real small Juco college. But he was a 5'8, 140 pound Juco guy, put on some muscle, still really short, but 5'9, but 180. But you look at Antonio Brown when he was coming out of college, out of Central Michigan, obviously he was a six rounder, but he was 5'10, 180 with blazing speed. That's what Marquise Brown has. Hollywood, as Gus, Gus Johnson likes to refer to him as. <laughs> and if you look at what he did with Baker Mayfield and then Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield even said I made Brown into what he is. You look at Brown's touchdowns, he's he's hauled in 75, 77, 82, 86 yard bombs with that blazing speed at 433. I I I know that it's taboo where a lot of NFL teams shouldn't take a wide receiver in the first round based on, you know, statistics. But the the Giants did without Al Beckham, Marquise Brown right now is he, he's not going to be what Antonio Brown was a sixth rounder. He'll be a second rounder. But I see him creeping up, especially with the Senior Bowl and the NFL Combine. So for me personally, you need another weapon, and with Aaron Rodgers, and I would love for them to pair him up with a speedy guy that has the hands and the track record that Marquise Brown does. And why not pair another JUCO guy with another JUCO guy? Aaron Rodgers and Marquise Brown, I think. If you look at that top pick, like you said with being top-heavy with the tight end, I think it's really top-heavy with the edge. And I would yeah. say I, I tossed and turn with getting an offensive lineman in the first round, but I do believe that you can – this year the draft is designed for defense. So if you have a high pick, you should grab – the top defensive player, whether it's a D tackle, whether it's an edge guy, whether it's an inside linebacker, I think you gr- you grab the top defensive player outside of cornerback, I would say, and maybe even safety. But And I know a lot of people are like, but we need safety help. I think if you have a great cornerback tandem, that helps your safeties out a lot. And so for me, I like Jair Alexander and what they do with Tony Brown, Bashad Breeland. But then you look at that third pick, Um, in the second round. And I think that's where you look at O-line or maybe even double dip with Edge. And then you look at O-line in the fourth or fifth. And the guy that I really like um, in the second round that I don't even know if he'll be there is O'Shane Zimenez out of Old Dominion. And they're even projecting him to go to follow the footsteps of uh, Khalil Mack and Ziggy Ansah and um, Marcus Davenport from last year. But a guy that obviously plays with uh, Old Dominion Monarchs, doesn't get a lot of spotlight, but he's currently projected to go in the second round And that uh, there was a draft-wire four-round mock draft where we had Chase Winovich, edge guy from Michigan that we were going to take. I don't know if it's like people th- think that the Packers have an obsession with long, blonde locks, but I, I like O'Shane Zimenez a little bit more. I like that small school pedigree. I I, I want more of a guy that, has worked to get to where he's at, just like Marquise Brown, obviously like Aaron Rodgers. And so when you look at that edge spot, I do like, I think it's Ja'Kai uh, uh, Polite or Polite from Florida.
1: Yeah, Polite, I think, yeah, however you say it, yeah. I
0: I like him a lot more than I like Montez Sweat, but he just seems rather rigid, whereas Polite looks a little bit more, Polite looks a little bit more fluid. Personally, I was big on offensive line, and I think you can – you've got a lot of money going into free agency next year. I think you bring in like a Daryl Williams from Carolina, who's a right tackle, who's on the IR right now. Um, you can, you can grab an, uh, another offensive lineman in the fourth or fifth, but I think you've got to get a weapon for Aaron Rodgers, whether that's a tight end or a wide receiver. And why not double dip like you did last year with quarterback and double dip at edge. And then Fackrell can be more of a rotational guy.
1: I love what – so just – I, I got to look up some highlights now or some tape on – Mark Marquee, was it Marquise Brown or Malcolm Brown? Marquise. Marquise, Hollywood Brown. The way you described him just sounds like Tyreek Hill to me. Exactly. And exactly I think just seeing, you know, what Tyreek what Cohen does for the Bears, Tyreek Hill does for the Chiefs, I would love to have a guy like that, whether he's, you know, our focused player or not, but a home run hitter just on any play, I think is just – you can't speak enough volumes about having that type of guy, I think.
0: And – I, I saw a tweet that obviously probably won't turn into anything, but putting Equinemius St. Brown in the slot and having a tall, lanky, speedy guy in the slot and then maybe having Marquise Brown on the perimeter with Devontae Adams, I think uh, I think you invest high in a playmaker, whether it's a wide receiver or a tight end. This is why we do a podcast. I'm Bryce Christensen. Jeremiah Wayman. And this is the Unknown Packers Podcast. you